Welcome to the New Freedom Church podcast. This podcast will help you grow deeper in your faith through weekly 30-minute talks. If you haven't already done so, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get each new episode as it's released. Now sit back and relax as God speaks to you through this message. As we're seated, let's just uh, close our eyes for a moment. I believe that God has already done a work in our hearts and in our altars and online. God is working. He's moving. I just want to reverence this moment for a second and say to the Lord, and I want you to say this with me. Say this with me. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way through me. I am yours, and you are mine. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for leading me. Thank you for loving me. I belong to Jesus. Doesn't that feel good to know that we don't belong to ourselves, but he is the Lord and the master? Well, today, uh, I, we have a real special guest. We have a, uh, a pastor all the way from Dominican Republic, and uh, I want you to make welcome Pastor Tomas. And come on up here, Joshua. This is Joshua, his interpreter. And, and so uh, it's not often that you get an opportunity, Joshua, to be able to say something, and a lot of people don't know what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> So just have your liberty, just have your way. Amen. For, for me, it's a, it's a pleasure already to be here. Um, I'm, I'm very blessed to introduce Pastor Thomas to you guys. He's coming straight from Dominican Republic, where your pastor been before. Yes. Right? Yes. So, Pastor Thomas, with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, Pastor Thomas, we call him Thomas. Thomas, you'd say Thomas. Uh, Pastor Tomas was not only uh, receiving of us, Pastor Rick and I, when we went to Dominican in uh, February, but he was also our driver everywhere that we went. Now, now here's what you need to know. In Dominican Republic, they drive a little bit differently than here. Uh, you don't think anybody used blinkers around here? They don't signal anything. They just do it. <laughs> uh, Pastor Tomas was wonderful at, at uh, hosting us and helping us. He pastors a great church in Cristobal, uh, Dominican Republic, and uh, I just want him to, to give a greeting to you today. So uh, give, give a greeting, Pastor Tomas. God bless you guys. We're very thankful with our Lord for this opportunity. I want to honor um, you, um, you, your pastor, Pastor Joe, to give me the opportunity to say hello and to see all you guys here. Like you guys know, I'm coming from Dominican Republic. El soporte mensual que ustedes envían para nuestras iglesias allá. And I want to take the opportunity to also tell you guys thank you for it, for all the support you guys been sending over there and with with you guys prayers. Y deseamos que el Señor les siga bendiciendo. And we want to thank the Lord and we want the, the Lord to keep blessing you guys. Eh, ¿Puedo hablar por ti? 
Yeah. So, so uh, Pastor Tomas has brought a special uh, little treat for you. We're just going to step off to the stage for a second. There's a short video that we want you to see, and then he's going to come back and explain a couple things about the video before I come to preach. So uh, go ahead and start the video, guys, and we'll be right back. The video you just guys watched is every location where we, where we are um, situated, ubicated over there. You can see over there our project, our different projects. And each place where God been sending us to raise a church. These places, in other words, is like very extreme poverty. Women who've been struggling through the life. A lot of kids without parents. And we've been there just giving the Lord, the, the, the word of God, oh Lord. We have some spaces in some schools over there from Monday to Friday. And then we provide over there Bible studies, food. And we do all the all the stuff we gotta do to provide them um, medicines. 
trabajarlo bien de cerca. And we work very close to the community. Girls and boys who've been abandoned by parents. Y le que por favor oren por cada uno de estos so we only ask you, you guys, to pray for one of these projects we you guys eh, just saw. Ver, eh, you was able to see in the video a couple construction um, halfway through. And we want to finish all one of these projects too, so that way we can be able to have meetings with these kids, with moms, and with the community. In the case of our church in Cristobal, we want to make the place a little bigger so we can receive uh, more kids in there. Actualmente tenemos unos 800 y tanto de niños. Right now it's a little over 800 kids. A lo que le estamos dando servicio. So we can we providing them services. Tanto en Cristóbal como en Saladillo. Either in Cristóbal and in another town close enough Saladillo. Pudieron también ver una una camioneta. Oh, I think in the video you guys also saw a truck, a pickup truck. Our pastors over there, they drive like bikes, like bicycles. One of our female pastors has an accident in a bike. Because they like hard streets and hard access places. So that's part of, part of the reason we're here today, so you can, we, 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 you all can be together in our prayers. We understand what, what changed people's life is the word, the, the, the word of the God. And every parent wish for them kids to be safe and on a good area. And Jesus said one time, let the kids come to me because from them is the, is the heaven. Y a través de esos niños, and through them, estamos también llegando a sus familias, we also reach them parents too un grupo de oración, with, with prayers and, and meetings. Mujeres que están saliendo de la depresión. Women who've been through a lot through life and they finally understanding like life can be different with God in our life and they've been transformed women, kids, young people they all being transformed because we there telling them the word of, the, of Jesus our expression over there is like Lord is good all the time. Now I want to pray. I feel like praying. I don't know if you guys want to stand up. If you guys like to. Father in the name of Jesus. Te doy gracias Señor por tu amor, por tu misericordia. Te doy gracias por tu Espíritu Santo que está sobre este lugar. 
Padre amado oro en esta hora que el fuego de tu espíritu descienda sobre cada vida Oro Señor que extienda la visión de esta congregación en el nombre poderoso de Jesús que te lleve la depresión que te lleve Señor el cansancio, que te lleve Señor el desánimo y que tu avivamiento, tu presencia, tu gloria Señor inunde este lugar Padre en el nombre poderoso de Jesús vengo declarando Señor que tú estás en control de este lugar de las personas de este lugar, de los pastores de este lugar del pastor yo y su familia en el nombre poderoso de Jesús Señor que tu Espíritu Santo encienda la llama Señor y que más personas puedan regresar a escuchar tu palabra Padre en el nombre poderoso de Jesús te damos gracias glorifícate Señor como solo tú sabes hacerlo y derrama de tu Espíritu Santo sobre, sobre cada carne que está aquí presente. Gracias Señor en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Dios le bendiga. God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. Did you guys get that? I don't know what he said, but I think it was pretty spirited, and I receive it. Amen. Uh, not only does Pastor Tomas uh, lead one of the five churches that we visited while we were over there, but uh, he also works for the government. And uh, on our way back, uh, we were uh, going through a checkpoint, and our, our vehicle behind us was a, a uh, rented vehicle, a truck, a little flatbed truck. It had all of our, our uh, luggage in it. We were headed to the airport. And uh, we made it through the checkpoint just fine. Uh, they looked in the, the, the van, they saw all of us, and we went through. But our truck was a couple car lengths behind us. And as soon as they came through, they got stopped because of all of our luggage. And uh, we were probably, I don't know, just a quarter mile down the road. And uh, he got the call. He was driving. He got the phone call that uh, our truck had been stopped and the military was going through all of our belongings. And so he said, no, no, no. I didn't understand that. He said, no, no, no. And he pulled a U-turn, went right back through the wrong side of that checkpoint, came in there on two wheels and stopped. And they're going, they're rifling through all of our stuff. And I'm kind of surprised at this. And he goes over there and he has just a jaw session with that military officer. And uh, that guy quickly just packs it right back up and says, go, go, go. And, uh, and so he gets back in and I'm driving in the front, I'm riding in the front with him. And I said, what did you say? And he said, I asked them, do you want me to call the general? These are American missionaries. You better not give them any trouble. <laughs> he packed it right back up real quick, and we, we got on our way. So <laughs> it does pay to know people sometimes. Amen. Amen. Uh, a couple of those pictures is just wonderful to see the, the progress. We were able to paint that blue church there, and uh, we, we ministered in all, uh, I, think, I think I saw four of the five churches we ministered while we were there. And uh, they have offered to New Freedom Church, we began a partnership last year through Fellowship of Praise uh, in Clarksville with this ministry. And uh, they offered to New Freedom Church in the future, if we would like to gather a trip of about 15 people from our church, we could go down there and do ministry down there with them. How many would like to do that? 
Well, we got about 20 of you, so all right, we'll have a waiting list the next time. So, uh, so we will put that together. Uh, this morning, what I would like for you to do is uh, I want you to uh, just listen for a moment, incline your heart, uh, prepare your heart for a moment of worship, because we are going to, in just a few moments, do one of the uh, most sacred acts of worship that I think the Christian church has been called upon to do, and that is that we are going to take of the Lord's Supper. Now, one of the, the mysteries of uh, this great meal that we're about to t- partake in is that how can this bread and this wine, how can this juice and this uh, unleavened bread turn into a spiritual moment for us to where we recognize the presence of God in our midst? I mean, after all, his physical body is absent. So why do we look at bread and wine and say that represents and that, that speaks to us of the body of Christ? It would seem as though this is mysterious because the body is absent, but I would say, is the body really absent? The year of 2023 was proclaimed to be the year of presence. And so from January on, we have been focusing on God's presence in our lives, showing up in very real ways. And I would say that many of us would testify in here that, that there are times where God shows up in our least expected moments. Sometimes God shows up in, in ways that uh, we weren't looking for, but we certainly welcome, and we are glad to have God show up in such a powerful way. There are times in which we had prayed and, and wondered, what, where are you, God? It doesn't seem like you're even answering my prayers, and yet somehow someone in our midst, whether it be a stranger unbeknownst or someone near to us, will come alongside and will help us and just get us through a rough spot or get us through that next patch so that we can go on with God. And so I would say to you that the physical body of Jesus is actually still present. Because 1 Corinthians 12 and 27 says this, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. If you're at home watching online, you can, you can go and, and grab some elements and get ready to partake with us here in a few moments. And you can corporately, through watching us, in, in, encourage one another and be part of this, this great meal that heals in just a few moments. But there is something powerful about gathering with brothers and sisters in the Lord. There is something so vital about when we come together and we worship the Lord and we sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. That is what the the word tells us. And we pray with and for one another. We confess our faults one to another and pray for one another so that we might be healed. And then there is this other thing that happens is that when we collectively, as God's people, gather together, we are members individually But corporately, we are and we make up the body of Christ. That's why when you're going through a rough spot or you know of someone who's having a difficulty, you need to to avail yourself and make yourself present in the moment. You say, but pastor, I don't know all the right words to say. Listen, pastor doesn't know all the right words to say either. But ministry of presence, practicing the presence of God with God, and then you being present as a representative, you're representing God to that person or to those people in an area. And so we collectively are the body of Christ. Members individually, we all have different functions. We all have different things that we do well, and we don't all uh, have the same skill set. We don't all have the same intellect, or we don't all have the same abilities or financial uh, uh, wherewithal. We don't all have the same education, but still 
every single member, hear this, every single member of the body is important. It is vital. Now, I know that modern medical science has decided that there are parts of our body that we don't need anymore. Like, they, they'll just take out your tonsils. They, for years, they say, well, let's get rid of those. We don't need those. And now there's a change in science. They're saying, well, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe it's not so good just to take out those tonsils. Maybe you do need those. Maybe there is a reason for those. Well, lo and behold, the grand design of God has a purpose for every single member of your body and every single member in this body in this local body in the we're the little c church but the big c church in the body of christ every single person has a part to play every person matters you and i are the body of christ but to gain understanding into this special meal we have to go all the way back in jewish history and look at the first time that it ever was practiced and why that this meal was created in the first place. We know it in the Old Testament as Passover. Now what happened was that Moses had been instructed to go to Pharaoh. And he had, had gone to not request but to demand that Pharaoh let God's people go. They were going to walk away from the chains and the bondage and the oppression that they had come under in Egypt for 400 years. And M Moses would go to Pharaoh and, and say, let my people go. And Pharaoh would relent, and God would harden his heart, and he wouldn't do it, and so God would send a plague. By the mouth of Moses, God sent plague after plague after plague to, to Egypt. And he got through nine complete plagues, and at that point, Pharaoh was really teetering. He didn't want any more plagues. He actually was thinking, it's just better just to rid myself of these people. I don't even need this headache anymore. I'm going to get rid of them. But God hardened his heart, and he said, no, I will not. Let the people go. And so now one final plague was to be pronounced. And this one was going to cause the death of the firstborn of every household in Egypt. The scripture says every household in Egypt was going to come underneath the death sentence of this final plague. Except for those who obeyed one simple command of God. Now, think of it. Living in a land under a pharaoh... In Egyptian bondage, all you've ever known all your life is just to, to do as your taskmaster said. And now you have an opportunity to obey from the heart the one and true living God. All you have to do is follow one simple instruction and you, with your entire family, will be precluded from the curse of this plague. You and your entire family can go free if you just obey this one thing. And what was it? Exodus chapter 12 tells us. It says, For I will pass through the land on Egypt that night, and I will strike all the thirstborn in Egypt, both man and beast. This wasn't just people, but even their livestock and their animals were going to suffer loss. Against all of the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now, verse 13. Now behold, now the blood shall be a sign on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. When God looks down and he sees the blood of this lamb, of this what we know as Passover lamb, when God sees the blood of this lamb, then he will go beyond that house because death has already occurred. The death angel won't go into the house that has the blood on it because death has already occurred. 
Now, there was a very specific way in which they would symbolize and signify that death had occurred through the Passover lamb in that home, is that they would take the blood from that lamb that they just killed, and they would put it on the doorposts and on the lentil. So that would be like on the side of the door and the lentil on the top of the door. And this was a sign to pass over. The death angel would go beyond it and would pass over. This we know as Passover. And when you think about it, you and I have doorposts. We have ears and our eyes. We have doorposts and we have a lentil, our heart. Now, I don't have Bible on that, but think about how your body is made. Think about what you're constructed of. Think about how that you apply the blood of Jesus symbolically in your own life. That what you see, you read. What you see, you think about. What you hear goes into your heart gate. And so when we apply the blood of Jesus, when we appropriate his death, burial, and resurrection for our lives, it controls our lives and our momentum through the things we hear, the things we see, and what we allow into our heart. And therefore, it is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin and makes us righteous. And so when we apply the blood to the doorpost and the lentil, then we are doing like they did symbolically in Exodus chapter 12. And your family is covered by the blood of Jesus through this process of profession of faith. The Bible says that we shall call upon the name of the Lord, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall, will be saved. Somebody said, that's good news. And so we see this reinstituted and practiced after the resurrection of Jesus. We see this uh, in the life of Jesus at the, the very, what we call Last Supper. He instituted this very practice, and it has lasted for thousands of years. Paul the Apostle said in 1 Corinthians 11, he writes this. He says, for I received from the Lord, which I also delivered to you. So Paul is saying, there, there is something that, that has been going on for a while, and I received it from God. I received this from the Lord, and I'm now delivering it to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the very same night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper. This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now watch this, verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And so there is something very special about the cup of the Lord and the body or the bread. And what we are doing is we are saying that members of the body of Christ are coming together to fellowship around the common table, around the Lord's table. And for those who have said, I want to proclaim his death, we do it this way. We proclaim his death until he comes. So this is both a modern and, and contemporary fulfillment and it is also a looking forward to the day of our final redemption. For those who have said yes to Jesus, for those who have shaken off the tyranny of the chains and the shackles of sin, 
we have become cleansed by the blood of Christ. And there is a freedom that we now walk in. But we understand that there are still elements of this world that want to pull at us and nag at us. And there are things that happen that still can discourage us and disappoint us. And we understand that there is yet coming a day. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. And so as we partake of the blood and of the body of Christ, what we are doing is we are proclaiming what he did for us to set us free, to become that Passover lamb so that we might have eternal life. But we do so with anticipation, great anticipation of that day when we will be finally free, when God will come and say, enough of the enemies of my people, enough of all of the infighting and war, enough of sickness and tears and death, because that will be no more. If you all stand with me, if the deacons will come and get ready, on the night that our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And likewise, he took the cup and he said, this cup is my blood in the new covenant, which was shed for the remission of sins. And so as often as we do this, we drink and we eat in remembrance of what he has done. Now it's time for us to common and corporately partake of the Lord's Supper. You may come from the back to the front. Just step out into the aisle. Come on down here. You may take the elements here or you can take them back to your seat. But we're going to worship. We're going to reflect on what God has done. We're going to give praise to God. Let's worship.